holding this sign because they told me I'm supposed to be in the Christmas spirit. And if you know anything about me, you know I'm not the biggest fan of Christmas. Uh, well, that sounds really bad as a pastor. I am a fan of Christmas. Uh, I'm a fan of Jesus. I'm a fan of Jesus coming. I'm a fan of salvation. I'm a fan of all those things. It's just the whole Christmas season is a bit much for me, especially for those of you who very heretically start decorating for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't have a verse for that, but that sounds problematic. It's actually a point of contention in my marriage, but this is not my marriage counseling. This is a time for us to gather together online to celebrate uh, the coming of Christ. We are here in this beautiful house here. In fact, let me just, let me break the barrier for a sec. I wanna just show you our incredible tech team and all the stuff they have uh, set up and they're just standing there looking at me very awkwardly right now, like, Mike, you're wasting your time. So let me hurry up and, uh, and get to it. Uh, man, we're gonna be uh, celebrating the fact that Jesus has come. And those of you who are part of our church and uh, or maybe not even a part of our church and you're a follower of Jesus, it's a time for us to really celebrate what that means for us. And maybe you're uh, even watching from some other country uh, and maybe you're the only Christian, not just in your family or friend group, but even in geographical proximity. Uh, I hope this is an encouraging time for you. Uh, but some of you are watching right now and you're not a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're exploring Christianity. You're not exactly sure what you believe about the Bible, but you love the Christmas season and you're tuning in. We're glad that you're watching this with us and we'll have some opportunities for next steps uh, at a later time during the, uh, the broadcast where you can uh, engage some of the questions that you have or uh, get more information about uh, Christianity, about the gospel, about what Jesus teaches. Uh, there are those of you that are watching with your family right now. Uh, parents, man, feel free. If you need to take a break, just push pause for a second. Maybe you need to break up a fight. Maybe you need to just go on bathroom break or grab a snack, because I know your kids are gonna ask you 10 different times. Uh, but feel free to pause, maybe even have a, some conversation with your kids at different points and jump right back in. But there are some of you who are watching this right now alone. You're not watching it with roommates. You're not watching it with your family. You're by yourself. And for some of you, you're like, praise God, I needed a little bit of time alone. Uh, but there are those of you right now where you know, man, Christmas should be a time of celebration, uh, but it feels right now like a time of isolation, maybe even a time of grief for you. And I just want you to know that we're glad you're watching too, and I hope that you're encouraged uh, with what we're gonna sing about and hear about and learn about from God's word. But that really is what the Christmas season is about. The fact that you and I are not alone, it's God with us. God who came in human flesh in the person of Jesus to be with us. And I hope you'll experience his presence today. Now, parents, kids, I want y'all to gather around because we have the one and only Todd Peters here with our famous and amazing Todd Talks. And so we're gonna kick it off with Todd Talks as we continue in our broadcast. We've known each other a long time, haven't we? Yeah. You've ate my food. <laughs> You got a good handshake? Oh, 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 oh. I'm Pastor Todd. You got a high five? Or... Oh, a head five. I like it. You got jewelry, too? Yeah. And your fingernails. What happened? Um, um, my, my mommy dinked my nails. Guess what? What? I have a present for you. Would you like to get it? I would. You like presents? You do? I do. You can open it. Seriously? What? 
Okay, this is surprising. This is not what I expected. Do you like it? Banana <laughs> peel? What the? You've never received a banana peel? You like it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A banana peel. What do you think you could do with it? Slip. It's so gross. You don't like that one though? Not so much? Okay. This one, there's two presents in here. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here you go. Oh, wow. Ooh. I like this one. Why do you keep eating it? I saved some. See right there? You can take a bite if you want. No. You don't want it? It's pretty good. You don't want it? Gross. All right. Hey, boys and girls, guess what? 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 You each received a present from me earlier, didn't you? Yeah. And some of the presents were kind of silly, weren't they? Yeah. Now, here's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about presents. Presents that we receive on Earth where we live, they actually don't last very long, do they? But I want to talk to you about a present that's much more important than candy or bananas or any toy you could receive. I want you to listen to something. There is a verse in the Bible and the Bible, you know, is like this permanent gift, right? God's word says that it will last forever. And there's a verse in here that I bet a lot of you know, and I'm gonna open it up and read it for you. It's John 3:16, and I'm gonna read it. I bet you know it. And then we're gonna talk about it. So listen to what the word of God says. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. I bet you can. And so think about this. All the gifts we receive this Christmas, they're not gonna last forever. They're temporary, right? And so what we wanna focus on at the very youngest age is a gift that is permanent. And that is a gift that only God can give us. And it's him sending his son. And this gift cost him everything, right? He sent, him, he sent his son for us and his son lived this perfect life and he died in our place. And then he raised him from the dead three days later so that we could have hope. Those who place their faith and trust in what Jesus Christ did can have eternal life and it can last forever. And that's the best gift of all. So this is my question and my ask of each one of you. Would you tell other boys and girls how much Jesus loves them? Yes. yes. Can you all do that? Yes. yes. Yes, I love it. And that's what I wanted to tell you tonight because not only do you know that Jesus loves you, but other boys and girls around the world need to know it too. So I'm glad you guys are gonna help me. So thank you. And I think we should celebrate by eating maybe some s'mores. Luke 2, 8 through 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, 
keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Oh, come and let us 
us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Shout! 
Father, receive my worship. All of my
Hey, I'm David, one of the pastors at NBC, and I want to say Merry Christmas and thank you for making time amidst this day to be a part of this moment. I want us to think together about the words to that song we just heard. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile until the Son of God appears. Come, thou rod of Jesse, free people from Satan's tyranny. Come, thou dayspring, disperse the gloomy clouds of night. Bid envy and strife and quarrels cease. Do you hear the sense of longing and waiting in those words? This song describes the perspective of people who are captive and they're longing for somebody to free them. They're mourning and they're waiting for somebody to wipe away their tears. They're in gloom and darkness and they want joy and light. They want peace in a world of strife and quarrels and they know that when this person comes, he will bring all of these things, which is why you get to the chorus and the song says, rejoice, rejoice, be glad. How is that possible? How is it possible to be glad, to rejoice amidst captivity and mourning and gloom and darkness and strife and quarrels? How can you be glad in the middle of all of those things? That's a really important question, isn't it? Because we live in a world today filled with all of those things, quarrels and strife and darkness and gloom and mourning. These things surround us, certainly on the news, but also much closer to our lives. Just think, how many of us have been through something over the last year or two that was hard? that involved hurt, either in our lives or maybe somebody close to us. In fact, I want to give you a minute just to pause and ask the question, what have you walked through over the past year that's been hard, either in your life or maybe in somebody's life who's close to you? If you're watching this with others, either family or friends, I want to give you an opportunity to maybe just press pause and one or two of you, or more if you'd like, share something that's been hard for you over the last year. Or if you're watching this on your own, you might press pause and just spend a moment reflecting on or maybe even writing down some thoughts you have when you consider some of the hard or challenging things you've walked through this year. Or if you want to just keep going without pausing, that's perfectly fine too. Just wait a few seconds and I'll come back on. But if you want to take a few minutes to reflect, either with others or on your own, you can press pause now and there will be a prompt on the screen to help you. So how is it possible to be glad, to rejoice in the middle of a world where things are often challenging and hard, and even amidst things that cause you or 
others hurt. And this song we heard says, you can be glad, you can rejoice because someone is coming who will change everything. And that is the message of Christmas. In a world full of darkness, someone has come to start changing everything. And one day that someone is coming back to finish what he started. And his name is Emmanuel. This is the way the Bible first tells the Christmas story. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's a quotation from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, written 700 years before Jesus was even born prophesying that a virgin would give birth to a son and this son would be God with us, which is what Emmanuel means. God with us. God, not distant from us, not detached from this weary world, but God coming to this weary world to be with us. Us, what we celebrate at Christmas is the most extravagant claim and extraordinary miracle in all of Christianity, in the entire Bible, in the world, that Jesus is God with us in the flesh. I've shared before in our church family about sitting with a group of Muslim men in the Middle East during Ramadan, the Islamic holy month in which Muslims fast during the day. And we were eating dinner late in the night, and these men were asking me what I believe about God. So I began to share with them about Jesus and how Jesus is God in the flesh. And one of them named Rahil stopped me and said, that is not true. He said, God would never debase himself by becoming a man. God is too great for that. And I said, Rahil, I agree that God is great. And that's why he came to earth as a man. Rahil said, I don't understand. I said, let me tell you a story and then ask you a question. Rahil said, okay. And I said, the story is about a girl and me. I loved this girl and I wanted to marry her. I wanted her to be with me in a relationship with me for all of our lives. So when it came time for me to tell her how much I loved her and to ask her to marry me, 
Do you think that I sent one of my friends to communicate that to her? Rahil said, no, of course not. You need to be the one to tell her yourself that you love her and to ask her yourself to marry you. I said, exactly. I needed to go to her and tell her myself because when you love someone that much, you go and tell them yourself, right? He said, yeah, that's right. And then I replied, Rahil, this is how God shows the greatness of who he is and how much he loves us. He doesn't just send this person or that prophet, this message or that messenger to communicate his love for us. Instead, he comes himself. In other words, he is so great and he loves us so much that he comes to tell us himself. And Raheel smiled as he began to think for the first time that maybe, just maybe, God loves him with a level of love greater than he had imagined. And I want to encourage you today, right where you are sitting, amidst whatever you have walked or are walking through, God loves you that much too. God loves you so much that he does not leave you alone in this hard, hurting world. God comes to you. This is the central message of the Bible, God's word to us. The Bible teaches that we are all lovingly and uniquely and wonderfully created by God for relationship with him. The problem though, the problem in the world is that we have all turned aside from God and his ways to ourselves in our own ways. The Bible calls this sin, and our sin separates us from relationship with God. And sin is the reason why we have captivity and mourning and gloom and darkness and strife and quarrels and so much else in this world. Sin is the ultimate reason we have death in the world. But this is why Jesus came, God with us. He came to conquer sin and death. He came and lived a life unlike no one else in the world has ever done or will ever do, a life of no sin. And then, even though he had no sin for which to die, he chose to die on a cross to pay the price for sinners. He came to die for our sin. This is the side of the Christmas story that we cannot forget. Those soft little hands lying in a manger would one day have nails driven through them. Those baby feet, pink and unable to stand, would one day walk up a dusty hill to die. That sweet infant's head with sparkling eyes and eager mouth would one day have a crown of thorns thrust onto it. That tender body, warm and soft, would one day be crucified on a cross. Jesus came, God with us, to die for our sin and then three days later to rise from the grave, conquering sin and death, so that anyone, anywhere, no matter who you are or what you have done, you can be forgiven of all your sin and restored to relationship with God for all of eternity through faith in Jesus. God loves you that much. 
Just let that soak in right where you are sitting right now. God loves you that much that he came to save you from sin and death. God loves you so much that he wants you to have eternal life with him. Starting right now in this weary, hard, hurting world, for you to know right now that you are not alone, for you to know that God is with you and that no matter what this world throws at you, he will never, ever leave you. He will be with you and he will give you everything you need for whatever comes your way. He will be with you. He will give you wisdom when you don't know what to do. He will give you strength when everything in you feels weak. And he will give you hope when everything around you feels dark. I wanna give you one more opportunity to pause for a moment. Again, either with others around you or on your own. And I wanna give you an opportunity to share or reflect on one or both of the following questions. One, how has God shown you that he is with you in the middle of hard or challenging times over the last year? As you think about the kinds of things you thought about or shared earlier, now think and maybe share, if you're with others, anyways, even if they seem small, that you have seen God with you in the middle of the hard and the hurt? Or here's a second question you might reflect on or share with others about. Do you remember the moment when you first realized that Jesus had come to save you from your sin? Do you remember the moment when you first put your trust in his love for you? Maybe just pause. And either think about that moment in your life, or maybe one or two of you, or again more if you'd like, just share about that moment when you first trusted in Jesus as God with you. Again, if you'd rather keep going and not pause, that's perfectly fine too. I'll be back in just a few seconds. But if you're alone and you'd like to pause and reflect for a moment, do that. Or if you're with others, and one or more of you would like to share thoughts on either or both of these questions, then press pause and do that now. As I think about that second question, when was the moment when you first realized Jesus had come to save you from your sin and you placed your trust in him? I realize that you may be watching this and you've not yet experienced that moment. And if that's you, I wanna to say to you, that moment could be right now. What is keeping you from realizing that God has not left you alone in this world? What is keeping you from realizing that God loves you so much that he has come to you in the person of Jesus to save you from your sin? And what is keeping you from placing your trust in Jesus, in God with you? I want to encourage you that this moment can happen for you right now. 
And what better way to celebrate Christmas than to say, maybe for the first time, God, I want a relationship with you. Or maybe you've had a relationship with God at some point in the past, but for whatever reason, you've wandered away from that relationship. What is keeping you from saying to God today, I want to come back to my relationship with you? I want to invite each of you, whether you're alone or with a group of others, to bow your heads and close your eyes. Just to take a moment in the busyness of today to pause and focus on God. And I want to give you an opportunity. If either of these scenarios I've just explained describes you, to say to God right now in your heart, God, I believe today that you love me so much that you came in the person of Jesus to pay the price for my sin. And today, on this Christmas day, I place my trust in Jesus. Please forgive me of my sin and restore me to relationship with you forever. Or maybe to pray right now, God, I know I've wandered away from you and I praise you for still being with me. Today, I ask you to forgive me of my sin and restore me to the relationship you have designed for me. And in all of this, I want to lead all of us to pray. God, we praise you. God, we praise you for not leaving us alone in this hard and hurting world especially on this Christmas day, we pause to praise you, Jesus, as Emmanuel, God with us. And we pray for your help. We pray for your strength and your peace and your joy and your hope and your wisdom as we wait for the day when Jesus will come back and sin and suffering will be no more. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I want to set up one more song before we close. And the first words in this song say, In the darkness we were waiting. And the rest of the song goes on to describe who Jesus is, God with us, and what Jesus has done, God for us, with the hope that one day he's going to come back. But he won't be lying in a manger on that day. He'll be riding on the clouds when the trumpet of heaven sounds and the sky above us splits, Jesus will come back. And you and I can rejoice today because on that day, sin will be no more and slavery and injustice will be no more and suffering, mourning, crying, pain, anxiety, gloom, tension, violence, viruses, conflict, cancer, sickness, and death, they will all be no more. Emmanuel, God with us, will wipe every tear from our eyes and we will be with him forever. So let's sing praise to him today in view of that day to come.
darkness we were waiting without hope and without light so from heaven you came right there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to
Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, our time together today. Again, my name is Mike and I'm one of the pastors in our church. And if you want more information about our church, you can go to our website, mclanebible.org. But maybe there's some next steps that you wanna take to get connected to our church or a church or questions you have about Christianity. We're gonna bring up some information in just a moment uh, for you to be able to take those next steps. Before I let you go, I gotta grab my sign again and I want you to have yourself a merry little Christmas. What this sign says? Yeah, a merry little Christmas. You know the song. Uh, thanks for being with us today and enjoy the rest of your day.
Thank you.